Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield. And as always, I'm absolutely thrilled that you're tuning in today. Tell me this, what if I rallied up some of the best tips ever given on the show and rolled them into one podcast episode? Would you be loving this? Well, my friend, Today is your lucky day because in honor of our 300th episode, we've grabbed the best tidbits from our most popular episodes to date, and we use them to create an insanely educational show with some of the best business tips and tools. And before I go any further, I absolutely need to pause and just say thank you. I want to thank you for showing up for the last 300 episodes and for sharing my podcast with your friends and your family and any entrepreneurs that are in your life. And also a shout out to each and every one of you who has taken the time to leave me a review. I know you're busy and the fact that you took the time to leave me a thoughtful review, I mean, just wow. I have so much gratitude for you. I know I would not be where I am today with this podcast without you. So while we celebrate the 300th show and so many more to come, you are the MVP. So thank you so much. You are truly the reason why I show up every single week. Okay, so like I said, we've curated some of the top business tips and tools from some of your very favorite episodes, and that's what you're going to get and absolutely love today. Whether you're in the midst of launching or creating a course or building an email list or just getting started as an entrepreneur, this episode is going to give you so many brilliant ideas. And I sure hope a whole lot of aha moments so that you can walk away ready to take your business to the next level. Also, a lot of these tips and tools are wonderful for beginners. However, at the same time, if you're an experienced or an intermediate entrepreneur, you're also going to find a ton of value here because these clips are going to refresh your memory on some really important strategies you should be doing in your business and you might not be doing them because you've just gotten off track a little bit or you've gotten busy or you put your priorities elsewhere, but you might be struggling in an area of your business that you're going to find a quick fix here today that's going to put you right back on track. Also, keep this in mind. If you are an avid listener of this podcast, you might have heard some of this guidance before, but you just weren't ready to apply it to your business, and now you might be. So no matter where you are on your entrepreneurial journey, you're going to love this very special episode. Okay, tip number one, showing your scars. So this first audio clip is from episode number 203, how to get noticed when you're first starting out. And I talk about the importance of showing your scars and being more human in what you share with your audience. Take a listen. I think the world needs more of those gritty, real, honest stories. And all relentless entrepreneurs know how to tell a real, true, gritty story about themselves. One that doesn't make them look amazing, one that doesn't make them look better than the next person, but actually makes them more human, more real. So of course I did this with my weight episode. It was funny. I was at a live event, social media marketing world, not too long ago, and 
everyone that came up to me, I shouldn't say everyone, 90% of those that came up to me referenced that one podcast episode. Of all the strategies and techniques that I've taught on this show, all the mini trainings walking you through step by step by step, that's the episode that people bring up. If that's not proof that real gritty stories break through the noise, then I don't know what else is. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. So when was the last time you told a real true gritty story? Ask yourself, when was the last time you did that? And then don't just stop there, but do it over and over and over again. And I'm going to start doing the same. It is a scary thing, but it is so important. I'm talking about stories related to the messy middle, the true confessions, the behind the scenes, all the human stuff that leads to why the work stuff becomes so important. And here's one distinction I want to make about the true gritty stories around the messy stuff. There's two ways to do it, and I think we need to do both. The first way is to talk about when you're in it. And I think you limit this as a leader, as somebody pushing forward. You talk about the messy stuff as you're in it because you don't have any solutions or any way out just yet, but you're moving toward it and you just wanted to be honest about it. So that's one way to tell a story that is incredibly powerful. And I've seen many leaders do it. But you don't want to just share stories like that because then it feels as though you are not elevating your audience and helping them move forward. So you also want to share the stories of the messy and how you came through it and what you did and how you're working on it and give those tips and insights to help your audience move through it as well. I think both of them are powerful and both of them are needed because imagine if I showed up here every week and told you about all the hard stuff with no end in sight and no light at the end of the tunnel, then it would feel like, okay, thanks, Amy, for depressing me, but not helping me see how I might move out of it if I'm struggling with it too. Again, those stories sometimes are okay as long as you keep sharing them to show that you're actually getting to the other side. But I think those stories and the stories of, hey, this is what it looked like and this is what I did about it, both of them are needed and both of them are powerful. I don't think anyone explains it that way. And I just wanted to share with you my insight because if my mentors came on their podcast every day and just told me about the messiness and didn't share with me how they're moving through it or what they're going to do about it, I'd feel very like, blah, 
Like, oh, thanks for nothing. Yes, I want to relate to them. Yes, they're more real, but I also look up to them. And so I think that's important to add that element of here's what I'm doing to move past it or here's what I've done to get the results when I was in that messy place. All right, let's move in to tip number two. Use a Facebook group to build relationships. Next up, this clip is from episode 202, how to engage your small Facebook group when you're just starting out with the lovely Caitlin Batcher. Caitlin, shout out to you, girl. I love you. Thanks for this great episode. In this episode, we talk about the importance of having a Facebook group so that you can warm up cold leads and start to build a relationship with your audience. You're going to love what she has to say here. Take a listen. Mark Zuckerberg himself has said that people will begin to see more content in their news feeds from friends, family, and groups. So basically your ticket to showing up in your ideal customer's news feed is to get a Facebook group. That's the way that you're going to stay top of mind for your audience. So true. So if you're a business owner struggling to get seen on Facebook, you're saying definitely check out Facebook groups. Yes, absolutely. It's not really a question of, oh, should I do a Facebook group? This might be fun. If you have a Facebook page, there's no reason why you cannot have a Facebook group. And a lot of people, like they they kind of think about Facebook groups in a backwards way. So they have this belief that, oh, in order to start a Facebook group, first, I need to build my email list, build a huge community, get famous, <laughs> you know, be well-known. And then I'll start a Facebook group. When in reality, your Facebook group can be used as a tool to build your email list. Now, it's not a replacement for your email list. Email list, of course, we all need an email list. But what I'm suggesting is that there are techniques that you can use inside of your Facebook group to actually get new, fresh people that have no idea who you are inside of your community. And then they'll be a lot more likely to opt into something once they're in your Facebook group. Because, I mean, the best way that I can describe it is your Facebook group is like a microwave. <laughs> like you're, you what? know, it, it takes leads from cold to hot really <laughs> fast. Yes. And your Facebook page, you know, it's like boiling water, the old fashioned way. Like when you're trying to make spaghetti and it takes, you know, 10 minutes to get the water to boil and then you end up cooking the noodles for less than that. But <laughs> in any case, this is really going to help get your leads warmed up quickly. Moving in to tip number three, utilize a live series instead of a webinar. In this next audio clip, it's from episode 201. In it, I'm talking about something that I really love, using a Facebook live series if you're not ready to do a webinar. I love this because if you're not quite ready for a webinar, maybe you're just starting out and the thought of a webinar sends you literally underneath your desk, shaking in your boots, well, then you're going to love this tip here because it's a great way to reach your audience and build a relationship with them without having to do a webinar. Maybe you're not ready to take that webinar leap, but one baby step could be that you put together let's say a three or a four part Facebook live series. So let's say it's a four part and you do it over a month and every single week you are on Facebook live teaching some new content. 
And you might be dropping some hints about a new program or offer of some sort that's coming out. Remember, we already talked about different offers you can put together. So you might be dropping some hints. You might be referencing it, but you're really teaching in at least the first three videos. And your call to action is some kind of free giveaway that will be aligned with whatever it is you plan to sell. So you're collecting emails, you're getting video views with this free content you're teaching in weeks one, two, and three. And then week four, you can present your offer. So you've been warming up your audience, you've been offering impeccable value, and now it's time to take them to the next step with you. And it might be a a live online workshop, it might be the template packs, it could be any of the offers I talked about or anything else that you might have been thinking about. But here's why I love this idea of a Facebook Live series. The first thing is all of those video views can be retargeted when you present your offer in week four. So let's say you keep the cart open for a week after the fourth video that you do, the fourth Facebook Live. Now you've presented the offer. Now you keep the cart open for a week and you can take all those video views from weeks one through four and retarget all of them with ads that lead to your offer. I love retargeting video views because it's considered a warmer audience. The other thing is that you're building your email list by offering free giveaways each week leading up to the offer. And so if, let's say, they're not ready to buy right away, now you've started to build your list every single week with these videos. The other cool thing is that these videos can live on meaning after they're live, they can live on on your Facebook page's recordings. And you can run ads to them. You can get even more views by running ads directly to these videos if you want. But even after the promotion is over, that video four can send people to a wait list. All right, moving into tip number four, get crystal clear on your ICA, your ideal customer avatar. So this one comes from episode 206 with one of my besties, Gina Onativia, aka the original creator of the post-it note strategy. So if you're in Digital Course Academy, you know there's a huge element of using post-it notes to get clear on your course outline. That originally came from Gina. So you're going to love this audio clip because we talk about the importance of learning who your ideal customer avatar is and learning what their pain points are all about. And we talk about how not only will this help you get clear on your course and your course focus, but it will also help you market to the right people and in turn attract your ideal clients. So let's start diving into that post-it exercise. What's the first step? Okay, so you've got your post-its. First step, Put the name of your course front and center. Listen, it's okay if you haven't finalized the title. You are putting the intention out there. My name is Gina. I am creating this course. And you're putting that front and center. And by the way, I love what you say about doing a title. Keep it simple. Just say what it is. Like there's a beauty to webinars that convert, courses that convert. You know exactly what you're getting. You know the promise, right? Yes, yes. So then after you put the title underneath that, you're going to put the problem you're solving for. So for our purposes, let's pretend we've got a fictional course called Your Picky Eater Solution, Transforming Toddler Tastes. So it's a course to help moms and toddlers get through the picky eating cycle, right? So the problem would be two to five-year-olds who make mealtime a difficult experience because they refuse to eat anything that's served. 
Then below that, you would put your promise, which is how you're going to solve for that problem. So for the picky eater course, you'd say, relieve tension during mealtimes, have moms excited to engage with their kids during meals. And then you have your sandwich. You've got your title, then your problem, then your promise. Does that make sense? It does. And it's so important that you get clear around the problem and the promise. And I would guess that most people kind of skip this and they go right to the brain dump of all the content in their head. That's right, because they've got this content swarming in their head and they just want to get it out. So we immediately dive into the weeds. Okay, so you call it a sandwich. Title, problem, (laughs) promise. Awesome. It's your your yummy sandwich. Okay, got it. And then the next step deals with your avatar, right? Right. So now you're going to think about your audience and what they're feeling before they take your course and how they feel after they take your course. So on the left side of your post-it wall, I want you to think about what your avatar or your core person is feeling right now before they take your course. Are they frustrated? Are they sad? Are they angry? Are they lost? Do they feel alone? Like they're never going to find a solution to this, right? Like they've tried other things and nothing has worked. So for the eating course, your mommy avatar probably feels angry, impatient, like they're running out of options, maybe even like she's a bad parent. I whisper that, right? Because it's it's something we don't talk about. And I want you to drill down on that and talk about the things we only say in whispers because that's the good stuff, right? Really dig deep. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers. And I know you're doing important work. 
And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, let me stop you there because this is a question I get asked all the time when I talk about avatar and that is, well, what if I don't know? What if I'm not sure about these things? The first thing is, you got to get more information if you just don't know. And so inside of my courses that convert program, we talk about doing course calls, getting on the phone with your ideal avatar, asking them the questions that will give you more insight into who this avatar is. And also sometimes you have to make educated guesses. Would you agree with that? Yes, I agree. And by the way, I love your validation process that you have inside of courses that convert. That's something that we talk about or I talk about with our own process or and doing surveys and just putting yourself out there and talking to your avatar on a regular basis. I think that's really spot on. Yes. So do the best you can. You don't want to fly blind, but if you have to make some assumptions here, that's okay. You could always change it around. The beauty of post-its is you could move them around and you could throw them in the trash and start over. So that's exactly right. Okay. So we've got, that's on the left side, right? Yes. That's on okay. the left side. All right. Now on the right, because we're talking about a transformation, you want to take them from the feeling lost, angry, frustrated, to transformed, right? So on the right side, you want to talk about how you want your student to feel after she takes your course. So from the mommy avatar, maybe she feels more confident as a person, relieved that she doesn't need to think about this every night and even argue with her husband or mother-in-law, right? So I'm created a scenario in my head for this avatar. And that's how deep I've gone to feel that, right? And maybe she's excited about the next steps. Like she's got a recipe she can cook with her three-year-old son tomorrow night. That's powerful, right? Mm -hmm. So true. Because as we know, emotion is so important. People buy things because of the way we think it's going to make them feel. You want to know what your student feels, what your potential student feels, so that you can really deliver for them inside your course. Yeah. And it's so important for marketing in general. When you really understand what that potential student is thinking, feeling, worried about, excited about what they're desiring, that's when you can create stellar copy on your sales page. That's when you know how to talk to them inside of a webinar or a Facebook ad or wherever it might be. So again, I want to repeat this, that people are driven by emotion. So the more you can tap into that, you can use it throughout all of your marketing. Moving on to tip number five, get creative with your free, valuable content. So next up, we're going to talk about free attractor content and the importance of it. I'm going to give you some ideas as to what that could look like, as well as some questions to ask yourself to get clear on what kind of free content that you should offer. This honestly is one of my favorite pillars in my content creation process. Now, if you'd like to listen to the whole content creation process, you'll find it in episode 195, which is where this clip is from. Take a listen. Let's start at the top with pillar number one, the free attractor content. This is the content that you are going to create in order to attract your ideal customer avatar. And you want that content to be a really good representation of your brand, who you are, and what you are all about. 
So can you guess what content I use for my free attractor content? Well, if you're guessing this podcast, you're right. This podcast is a great example of free attractor content because I get to talk about list building, course creation, webinars, and all the other topics that fall around the perimeter of that, email marketing, social media, live video. And so all those topics are a great representation of my brand. As you all know, I sell a program around list building. I sell a program around course creation and another one around webinars. And so because I know what I'm selling, it's very easy for me to think, okay, so what topic should I talk about for my free attractor content? So if you're struggling with that base level free valuable content, then you're likely unsure about what you want to sell or who you're selling to. So that might be a really good red flag. I say good red flag because it's a quality problem figuring out, okay, maybe I'm a little bit confused about what I'm selling or who I'm selling to. And that's why I just can't figure out what kind of content to put out there to attract my ideal customer avatar. So my podcast is a great use of this free attractor content pillar. And for you, it might be a weekly blog or maybe a video show. It doesn't have to be a podcast. More importantly, it's the content that you're putting out there. Also, my freebies that I do every so often on this podcast are perfect for free attractor content because I'm using these freebies to attract my audience and get them on my email list. So you all know that I do some pretty elaborate freebies for specific episodes on the podcast. And one thing that is really important is for me to ask myself before I create a freebie for the podcast, three questions. And that helps me determine, do I want to create a freebie to go along with the podcast episode? So I'm going to share those questions that I ask myself or If I'm working with someone on the content for this podcast episode, we will ask each other these questions and kind of figure out, does this episode need a freebie? So the first question we ask is, will a cheat sheet help my listeners implement what I just taught them? So if the answer is yes, then I'll create some kind of cheat sheet checklist guide that goes along with the podcast episode. The other question is, does this episode need a visual? So remember I said I'm creating a slide share presentation for this episode. I think this episode needs a visual because I want to show you some examples and the content's kind of heavy. I'm going through six pillars, so I want you to have something to refer back to. Here's another one. Will extra info bring the topic a step forward? So I don't want to just always regurgitate in the freebie what I just taught you. I think it's more valuable if I take it a step further or if I offer something even more beyond the episode, or maybe I walk you through a worksheet to get the ideas out of your head and onto paper so that you can move forward with what I just taught you. So that's another question I ask. Will extra info bring the topic a step forward, not just regurgitate what I just taught? So my freebies are free attractor content. Moving on to tip number six, utilize various streams of income. So this next segment is from one of my all-time favorite interviews, episode 215, and it's with the wonderful Jennifer Allwood. 
dang, I love that girl. She's the queen of offering different streams of revenue. And so we talked all about how you can do it and why you should do it. So take a listen. Is there an order that you suggest your students and clients add their revenue streams in? So basically, do you suggest they start with an e-course and then include affiliate links and so on and so forth? Also, how long after you introduce one new revenue stream into your business before you add another? So those are two questions for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I like people to kind of start with something that's a low commitment level, Amy, because if you start with something like a membership site, you know, you're basically agreeing to show up every week, every month of every year until you decide to quit, you know? And so I like people to start out a little bit more simpler. So an ebook is a great place to start. A webinar, which I know you love, is a great place to just try to kind of test the waters and determine, okay, do I even like this style of teaching. I also think that the one-on-one consulting is a great place to get started because the word consulting, it sounds scary, but it's actually not. It's basically just letting someone pick your brain in exchange for a fee. And so I like people to kind of start those and test the waters a little bit and determine, okay, do I like teaching in general? Do I like showing up just once and being done? Do I feel like I could maybe kind of show up on a more regular basis? Is this something that I really want to commit to? And if so, I always like for people to have a membership site. I just think that membership sites are the one thing that can really help entrepreneurs to sleep better at night because they know how much income they can you know, expect to generate on a month-to-month basis without those big spikes on months when they're maybe launching a course and those big dips on months when they maybe don't have anything going on. So I always suggest that you do a membership site if you like any of the other forms of teaching. I always suggest if you have a website that you do ad revenue as soon as you possibly can. So most of the ad revenue companies, Amy, want you to have about 50,000 page views a month on your website in order to be able to put ads on them. So that's kind of a good goal for everyone. And by the time you hit 100,000 page views a month, then you really can start getting with some better paying ad revenue companies. And so I think you should start that as soon as you've got that sort of traffic. Moving on to tip number seven, attract leads with a free video or audio training. Now, this one is a lot of fun. I hope you're loving these clips so far and gaining tons and tons of insight. This next clip is from episode number 214, and it's all about lead magnets. Now, in this specific clip, I talk about one of my favorite lead magnets, a video or audio training freebie. In it, I'll tell you why I love this lead magnet approach and why you should consider using it. Take a listen. A freebie that is a video training or an audio training. So with this, you're giving visitors the opportunity to hear or watch a piece of your content. And you could be direct to camera in the video. So at this point, they could be seeing you, which makes things a whole lot more personal. Now, right now, video is where it's at, and it's only getting more popular. So I think doing a 15, 20-minute video training as your freebie is a fantastic idea. I also love the idea of doing a training that is audio because people can put you in their earbuds and walk around town with you and learn from you no matter where they are or what they're doing. So I love that as well. And I believe that audio is an extra layer of the personal as well. So Number four, video and audio, we're definitely getting closer to our potential customer and making a bigger connection with them. 
Now, a great example, one of my favorites, is Marie Forleo, and she offers an hour-long freebie on the homepage of her website called How to Get Anything You Want, and it's a fantastic introduction to who she is, an inspirational powerhouse. So you really also get to see the person's personality and their teaching style and what they're all about. You don't always get that from a PDF, a guide, a workbook, a cheat sheet, a checklist. You typically aren't going to get that. So I love this way of delivering a freebie. So I've already said some of the pros, but a few others is that there is a higher perceived value with audio or video. So people are going to think that they're getting something really extra special. You can connect with your audience on a whole different level when it's audio or video. And also, it doesn't seem too pushy or salesy when you talk about what you do and what you offer, even in a lead magnet, when people can hear you or see you. You can make it really conversational, which doesn't always come across that way in a PDF. So there's tons of pros to this one. Now, the con, because I'm just thinking about you as the content creator, it's more work and it could be more money. If you don't feel comfortable recording the video on your own, you might bring in an inexpensive, although you're still paying for it, video guy or video gal. And so there's a little money right there and you might not feel very comfortable in front of video. Now, you know the truth. If you are super awkward in front of video, don't make that your lead magnet. Wait till you get more comfortable on video, which you will with time, but don't make that the first introduction that people are going to see with you. Maybe you feel that you're way more comfortable on audio versus video. Do that. If you like this idea and you want to get more personal with your audience and video is definitely not your thing, I love audio just as much. And finally, tip number eight, Build your email list like your business depends on it, because hint, it does. So lastly, but definitely not least, another one of my favorite interviews was from episode number 197, the one and only Marie Forleo. In this clip, we talk about the importance of using your email list over social media. Yeah, I just said that. We believe, Marie and I, that your email list is way more valuable than anything you can do on social media. So in this audio clip, Marie shares how powerful an email list can be in terms of ROI and conversions and your relationship with your customer. Take a listen. Some people say email is dead. What do you say to that? Oh my God, that's such a load of crap. (laughs) Email (laughs) marketing is not a trend and it's not dead and it is not going away, at least not anytime soon. I think the best proof is really from your own life, right? I mean, Amy, how much time do you spend in your inbox each week? I know you've gotten better over the years and certainly I have as well. But most of us, we are constantly checking our email. For sure. That's one of the things we do. And I for sure open up the emails of those people that I love to hear from. Like I never miss an email from them every single week. Exactly. And so, you know, there's some great studies about this. People can Google it for themselves. Some of my favorite are ones from the Direct Marketing Association that email marketing has an ROI of 3,800%. There was another study done by the marketing sherper that showed that 72% of people prefer to receive promotional content through email compared to social. 72%. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one study, right? So I'm sure there might be studies that prove otherwise, but a lot of people, I know I do, if I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed, for example, I'm looking for content that makes me engage with that person, whether it's a story or an image or something that I can learn or something I can laugh at. But anytime ads start to come up, I have to say, I'm less likely to be, yay, wow, oh my God, I can't wait to engage with that post. However, like you said, when brands email me about a special offer, when brands email me about something happening where I can participate and buy, if I respect that brand, if they have a relationship with me, I'm like, down. I'm like, yes, thank you for letting me know about it. So I think it's important, right? Take this with a grain of salt, but even just look at your own habits. Do you go nuts when you see an ad <laughs> on social? Are you like, wee, I can't wait to share this with every one of my friends? Nine times out of 10, probably not. But from the brands that you really respect and admire and who have built trust with you, if they send you anything in email that's relevant, you're going to be like, sure, I'll take a look. So the bottom line is email still drives more conversions than any other marketing channel. And that includes search and social. If you do your research, you really investigate this, you'll see that to be true. And I think putting all of your efforts into social media is not only short-sighted, but I think it's irresponsible because you have to own that connection and the relationship with your customers. So there you have it. How fun was that? I hope you're walking away with a ton of new ideas. Honestly, it was really hard to narrow this down to just eight audio clips full of tips and values. We have so many more that didn't make the cut, but they were just equally as good. So you can bet we'll do more episodes like this in the future. Now, today you heard of a lot of different strategies, and I know it's tempting to say, I'm doing them all. I, I love them. I'm excited. Like I'm going to do every single one of them. The challenge is if you think you're going to do them all right away, you likely won't do any because you're going to get overwhelmed. So I would love for you to just choose one of the strategies out of the eight you just heard. Choose one and commit to getting it done. Like just say, this is happening, I'm getting it done. I promise you'll have more time to do all the others down the road, but if you start with one, you're more likely to get that ball rolling. And I would love, love, love to hear which strategy you're going to choose. So will you do me a favor? Will you jump into the Online Marketing Made Easy Facebook community? It's totally free. And tell me which one you're going to do. Like I love to hear from you, and I'm really curious which one spoke to you the most. Okay, so one more time, thank you again for being a listener of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. When I started this podcast, if you told me I would be 300 episodes in, I would have told you you were crazy. In the beginning, it was a little rocky. I didn't even know if I'd get to 10. So I'm really proud to get to 300, but I'm more honored and touched that you've come on this journey with me. So thanks so much for being a part of it. Cheers to episode 300 and so many more. Now, quick before I let you go, are you officially an Online Marketing Made Easy subscriber? If not, why not? Head on over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast and hit that subscribe button. Because did you know that the majority of unsubscribed listeners miss out on vital bonus episodes? And keep in mind that the bonus episodes we create are bonuses for a reason, because they are extra, extra special. So take a second, literally, that's all it takes, and go subscribe so that you'll be notified as we start to come out with more and more bonus episodes. All right, I cannot wait till next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now.